And welcome to episode 367 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. Hey, Ed. How's it going? Good. How are you? How, how's, how was your week? Um, it was fine. I'm still in lockdown, so <laughs> just like everybody else. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, I just had another milestone. Well, not another milestone. I had another birthday, so that was uh, <laughs> well, every Every birthday now is a milestone. <laughs> I'm still breathing. All right, I made it through another year. Um, yeah. So uh, it was, you know, nothing, nothing too spectacular because we're in lockdown. So it wasn't, you know, we just had uh, my 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 mother had uh, cake and and pizza as our as our dinner, and uh, uh, you know, on a Friday, and uh, that that was pretty much it. It was, you know, so it was it was good. You know, it was good to see. You know, why? Yeah, this thing is I always, I see the same group every week, so it's not it's not right. it's not like oh my god I haven't seen you in a while you know uh, I actually did I see I saw my sister I haven't seen her in months uh, actually probably almost a year I, I think it was a Christmas I think I saw her um, oh. you know actually no I'm sorry I, I'm mistaken I saw her for my mother's birthday in the beginning of February so I haven't seen her since the beginning of February so it's been a few months uh, since I seen her but. Uh, other than that, you know, it's the same gang every every week, you know. So that's uh, it's it's not as, as thrilling as <laughs> as it usually is. Um, I did right. want to announce. I did. I did. I know. I know you don't have this for nerd news, and I wanted to talk about it real quick. The fact that I heard the Rick Rick uh, Flair, the Nature Boy, is doing a movie about himself. Uh, did you hear about okay. this? No, I haven't. No, it's just like I saw it on. I just saw it on. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's called Woo, the Ric Flair story. You took my joke. I was, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna do. He's getting director John Woo. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> you beat me to the punchline, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn it! I'm sorry. It's a dad joke, I guess. I'm gonna keep trying until I get one. Until <laughs> you get somebody. Until I get somebody with this. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean the. I didn't mean to steal your your thunder. No, <laughs> <laughs> so I just you know actually the John Woo part was actually kind of funny. I just you know, sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Take a walk of shame. <laughs> I, I did uh, I did make I did make I you know I was talking last week about the you know Shaggy thing I actually made a meme I don't know if you saw it on my on my Facebook page and I did see the meme yes I did <laughs> <laughs> so I finally broke down and did that this weekend so I was like all right you know I accomplished something you know so um <laughs> trying to get your face out there in the public huh yeah <laughs> the worst part about it is now your face will people take that away and, and put that face for other things like <laughs> you know. They'll make their own memes with that face. That's great. Uh, as long as I'm an internet station, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, I'm an internet celebrity. I'm good. <laughs> it, it upgrades our Z status. Z class status. You know, that works. Sure. Um, I did see uh, a movie this week. Uh, um, I saw Lucy with Scarlett Johansson and oh, Morgan right. Freeman. Right. Directed by Luc Besson. Yeah, Luc Besson. Um, I saw that too. Um, I think I have it in my collection. What did you think of it? I really enjoyed it. I I thought it was great. 
you know uh, I thought it was short and uh, a little bit more you know explaining other than that though I mean I got it you know it's not like I didn't get it I, I got it it was just a uh, like the beginning of it that I needed some more I think I guess needed a little bit more character development from there but uh, other than that though it was uh, it was a solid movie it was uh, you know it led you it, it, it just it, I think it took off like real fast you know like it was one of those movies yeah. that you know, that you don't get much of a backstory in the beginning and it just goes flying. And then you just you don't really care after a while because you're like, wow, like this is, you know, awesome. And you're you're waiting for the next moment. There is a couple of things I'd have to argue with it, um, you know, in terms of like the police allowing certain things to happen, you know, and, 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 and you go, I don't know about that. But other than that, I mean, if you know, being a sci fi movie, it was really good. It was really I really recommend it um, if you haven't seen it, see it. Uh, it, yeah, it's, especially it, if you're a Scarlett Johansson fan. Yeah, yeah. She's you know it's it kicks ass, takes names. Standard. Um, I saw. I actually saw two movies this week. Did you? Yes, I did. I watched um, Honey Honey Boy. That's the um, Shia LaBeouf directorial, uh, not directorial, written and um, he wrote it. It's about kind of kind of sort of loosely based on his life, I guess you can kind of say, mm-hmm. um, and his, his relationship with his father. It was, it's it's a heavy movie. I'm not gonna lie. There's not a lot of chuckles in it. Right. Um, definitely a very like drama, heavy drama. And I can say that it's it's definitely worth a watch if you're in. If you like Shia LaBeouf, it made me kind of like watch it and go, wow, he had some fucked up shit happen to him. Like you know, it was just it didn't make me pity him. It just made me go, wow. Like I can see why you kind of are a little eccentric is basically the way I can put it. Right. <laughs> um, then I also watched uh, The Disaster Artist. It, it's on Netflix. Oh, really? It, yeah, it's... Is it on Netflix? Um, is it? I'm just trying to think. I'm pretty sure it's Netflix. I watched uh, Honey Boy on on Amazon, so that's why I'm like, did I see... I was summoned through, yeah, I think The Disaster Artist is on Netflix. Um that's the movie about Tommy Wiseau making of the movie The Room, which they say is the worst, the best worst movie of all time. Yes. Um, it was it was pretty fascinating. I mean, James Franco did, did a kind of a good job in like doing the because uh, he directed it and he starred in it. It is on um, Netflix. It is on Netflix. Yes. Right. Um, it's kind of a star-studded cast too because there's like people in there who have like small bit parts who. Well, first it opens up. I'm spoiler. It opens up with a bunch with Kristen Bell, um, a bunch of people who aren't in the movie talking about this movie. Like Kevin Smith's in it, Kristen Bell. It's like the first like two and a half minutes of going how like this movie how it went around the circuit, just briefly, and then it went into the the movie itself. Um, and it was it was pretty entertaining. I would, would I wouldn't say it was like a again, I wouldn't say it was like a laugh riot. And, but it definitely was interesting to watch. I was entertained. Um, and then at the end, they kind of had like almost like a side-by-side comparison of the stuff that uh, is in the movie versus what Franco directed uh-huh. and acted in. Um, it, it, it was pretty good. Really, it was a really good movie. I, I, I recommend it. Now, never having seen the actual movie The Room, but I've heard about it, it, was, it made me kind of be like, wow, I kind of kind of want to see it but i'm not really sure like uh you know i don't know how 
I don't know how to get my hands on a copy. Of that. That's kind of <laughs> probably stream it at some point. That's that's a, that's <laughs> I'm always looking for it because uh, I'm I'm curious. I never seen the Disaster Artist, but I'm I'm like all the buzz about it got me you know wondering like you know and I I haven't seen Light of Day of it. I I don't know if you know it's ever going to stream or ever because I mean I'm I'm looking on my streaming service now actually for it. And it's not here at all. So, uh, um, well, uh, look. I mean, spoiler. They kind of do like one of those things where it's like at the end of the movie, they kind of give you like a follow up of what everyone's kind of doing at the moment. And they did say that that movie still plays in like midnight, like almost. It almost has like a Rocky Horror mythology behind it. It's like a, it's playing somewhere on a midnight movie in some theater in some town to a packed house every single night. Um. Because they actually had clips of Tommy there, like signing autographs and, and stuff. It was, it was. I was like, wow. Like, all right, good. Like, apparently, I mean, he's able. It's fascinating. I got, that's all I can say is because no one really knows anything much about Tommy as a person, and they kind of, you know, don't focus on. They touch on it in the movie, and then touch on it at the end. And I'm just like, I who where is this guy from? Who is he? And what's he, you know, what's he about? It made me kind of fascinated about Tommy Wiseau, not necessarily about the, the movie itself. I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's, it's funny you kind of say that. Cause I've, I, this past week I was, I saw a movie, you know, and I've seen it like a lot and I actually enjoy the movie. And I, it's one of those type of things that like, do I like a certain actor because I have seen him in certain movies and I'm like, you know, I actually enjoy him every time I see him. And it's um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. I it's, oh, okay. <laughs> my brain just stopped for a second. Okay, because I'm like, okay, remember we're on Nika when we can't see each other, so I can't see when when I'm supposed to help feed you a line. <laughs> I know this one just makes it more difficult. But uh, was like, there was a pause, and I'm like, oh my god, did I lose? Him? So I'm actually looking up. <laughs> Like as you as you drop down, like I'm trying to look up the disaster artist to see if it's available on Blu-ray and DVD, and it is at Target. But I was wondering, like, if if it's one of those things, like, I kind of want to see if there's like special features, and who knows, maybe one of the special features is the actual movie, The Room. Yeah, that would so, be that would be awesome. <laughs> look ahead, Ed. So Leonardo DiCaprio. You're right. So it, there's a movie that's catching me if you can. I saw it. It was on. It's on um, Pluto TV. They're running it. You know, one of the movie channels. They because they, that's a Pluto is one of those constant streaming ones. They have an on-demand section, but they have like 24/7. You can watch certain shows or, or certain like uh, genres or certain things. Like there's cartoon, you know, network running 24/7. Not Cartoon Network, but a cartoon network. Uh, that runs cartoons 24-7, and there's like an anime one, and there's a Doctor Who one, and so on and so forth. And there's some movie ones, and one of them is Catching Me If You Can is running right now. And I like that movie. I, I enjoy watching it. Of course, though, for me, because it's based on a true story, and we've always had this conversation a few times where, you know, how real is it? You know, like, you know, like, right. like, like, how much does the, the, the uh, Hollywood makeup versus, uh, you know the the truth so i, I looked right. it up i was looking it up on youtube you know kind of thing and seeing if there was any information you know kind of thing and there's a video actually out there that was interesting i wish i want to sh- i think i'm going to share it uh this week maybe on our facebook page and on our uh on my facebook page it's called catch me if you can frank abigail Ab- talks at google now apparently talks at google is a series of 
talks that had go on, uh, kind of like those TED talks. Like they, they they go up, they make they they do a statement, they, you know, that type of thing. And sometimes there's question and answer afterwards. And Frank Abergale is the guy the life's based on. Catch me and you can. Okay. The watching this was was really really eye opening in a way because it wasn't so much about his life that I found interesting. It's what he does for a living because, you know, he works for the FBI now, um, which I don't think is a really surprise because I think they tell you at the end of the movie he does work for the FBI. Um, but he, he brings some interesting insight into, like, credit and, and that kind of thing because he's now in the cyber division of the FBI, uh, you know, fighting cyber crime and, and stuff like that and, and, and what, what goes on. Uh, you know, like, like when Target gets attacked or, you know, f- uh, you know like Sony hacked like what what why that happens like like how does that happen okay you know and and he he tells you that they spend about a half a billion dollars a year developing technology that safeguards you from that so you should be safeguarded and feel protected but the problem with that is somebody didn't do their job and that's why there's a vulnerability, and that's why stuff like that happens, where where the news reports something, you know, of the you know type of thing. And he also tells you the numbers that you hear uh, uh, from the uh, media is not the true number. It could be double or triple that. So you know, to, to think that you know, like twelve million people, it could be twenty four million people. That's like wow, like that right. was kind of like. But one of the things is like they they ask us, well, what do you what can you do you know to help protect yourself? Now he goes, well, I use one of those online, you know, credit checks uh, security companies. He says, I think I pay twelve dollars a month for it, and he goes, it's something I can do on my own. But he goes, they in real time they can stop you. And he goes, the thing is, is that say like you do get hacked, and he goes. Odds are you should have a credit card and be using your credit card for everything, like, you know, purchasing your gas, you know, going to the store, that, those kind of things. Right. You should be using your credit card. And the only reason why is, is because when a credit card gets hacked, they they just change your number and send you a new card. And that's it. You know, and then right. and they'll and they'll deal with all the problems. If your bank account gets hacked and they get you for, say, like three thousand dollars. It takes months for you to get that money back, and he goes, you know, you got to pay rent still, and you got to pay, you know, you know, or your mortgage or rent, you got to pay for your gas, you know, for for electrical, you know, like all this stuff, and you can't because that three hundred three thousand dollars was supposed to keep maintaining you, and now you don't have that anymore, so you don't have, you know, so you don't have that money to pay everybody, you know, right. your thing, and he goes, so he goes, you should pay for credit cards, and he goes, you know, and he and he says, what I do for my kids is I gave them a credit card when they get into college. And he goes, you know, and he goes, I, I, you know, co-signed or whatever to it. So all the bills were coming to me. So he goes, I, 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 goes, like, I tracked everything that they did. But he goes, it built credit for them through the years. Right. And I was like, well, that's an interesting thought, you know, for, for you know, for, for uh, parents that, you know, are having kids and they think about it. He goes, and he goes, all my kids now, they could buy a house. When they left college, they could buy a house, buy a car. They didn't need me to co-sign for them anymore. Like they, they could do things on their own without, you know, uh, problems, you know, right. going on life. And he goes, the one thing is like, like say like you do get hacked and somebody might have your social security number. He goes, the first thing you should do is just freeze your, your credit. He goes, what ends up happening is, is that those people, when they get that information, they put it in a database somewhere and hold it. And they wait for all this okay. to blow over, you know, like all the, you know, problems. 
And he goes, then they'll, then they'll start applying for credit cards like two, three years later. And he goes, if so if you freeze your accounts, you know, you freeze your credit, then whoever applies for it gets denied and they, and they get caught. And he goes, that's the, that's the best way you can do. So I was like, I was like, these are really, you know, like like, there was a lot of helpful hints that he was giving, you know, and he was talking about a security company where we might not be using passwords anymore. Now, of course, the the Google, this talk was two years old and he goes in two years, he goes, I feel this is the way the future is. So I'm thinking, okay, you're a little bit off like everybody else who talks about technology. You did the timelines a little bit skewed, but he's this company's called Trusona and he goes, he went to them because he developed it for the CIA and they go, and he figured out all the loopholes, like what, like well, what if you do this, or what if I do this? And he, and so they developed the safeguard for that. And then, you know, oh, I found this weakness. You know, I went around this way. So they built that one. So he goes, you basically your devices will become your basically your password, your security. So that way you could send stuff through your phone without you know a, a care in the world and be secure about it and not be able to get hacked at all. And he goes, that's, he goes, that, that, that's, you know, if, if, if they get enough funding, that's, that's the way it's going to go. CIE uses it now for their technology to, you know, for encrypted messaging and stuff like that. If they're in other countries spying on the people and they have to send information to the U.S., that's, that's what they use. So I was like, I was like, wow, that's a, it's some interesting information. But, uh, like I said, though, and uh, as, as far as going back to the original po- point of me telling this and why I found this information out was, is that pretty much other than him seeing his father through the years, he goes, it's pretty accurate to, to what it was. He wow. goes, he goes, he, he goes, you know, he goes, I, I, he goes, he goes, he goes, the beginning of the movie and then like the, 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 the parts of it where I see my father are not true because he's like, I never, saw my dad after I was 16 years old because apparently they were planning for a divorce and they never told their kids. And then the fact that he had, he had a brother, I think, or something, or he had siblings and he, they didn't talk about that in the movie. See, that, that's the only things that were really different. He goes, and he goes, and he goes, the only thing that, that Steven Spielberg didn't talk about my movie, about my life, is the fact is there's those lonely nights when I was in another country, you know, conning people that, uh, you know, the nights I was crying because I, I couldn't, I was alone and I couldn't, you know, talk to anybody or, you know, or, right. you know, go through. He goes, other than that, he goes, it was, it was, it was pretty, pretty accurate. He goes, I didn't go through the toilet too. He goes, that was the other thing. I didn't go through the toilet in the airplane when he like, escapes from the FBI's or landing uh, at, uh, uh, in the U.S. And he goes, okay. he, he goes, I went through it. He went through He was like, I went through a galley, you know. Cause he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I've seen the trailer like a thousand times, but I only seen the movie twice. You know, he goes, I really don't watch much TV or movies. And I'm like, Ooh, well, <laughs> and I guess, I guess to be, I guess to be an authority on, on, on this kind of stuff. I mean, you're not going to waste your time on, on, on uh, entertainment, like, you know, like frivolous entertainment. You're going to, you know, this is your, you know, like lifeblood, like this is what you're going to do. So, you know, to figure out like how to uh, con people. And he says, and he right. said the whole time he goes, I knew it was going to get caught one day. It was like it just he just didn't know when. He goes, like he goes, he goes, to to, to to think that you will never get caught is just ridiculous. He goes, if you if you do something illegal, eventually something will happen where you will get caught. And he goes, you know, and he goes, I learned my lesson. And he goes, and he goes, the only reason why he goes, I, I worked for the FBI is because it was for me to get out of jail. He goes, no other reason. There was not to not to right. redeem my soul or you know to pay back to society. Just because I didn't want to be in jail anymore. 
the FBI. So so stuff like that was like I, I thought it was interesting, you know, because he you know he, he see he seemed like he, when you when you when you hear him talk, he seems like he's just, he's just straightforward, you know, and and then like you know what the best advice really is to get it from a con man, you know, like because it's like, sure you know because it's like he's like he's like here's the ins and outs, you know, you're gonna get screwed, do this, you know, and then you won't get screwed. So. <laughs> I, I thought it, I thought it was fascinating, so I just wanted to share that. Know, it, it sounds it. Um, I did while while I did look up the disaster artist on Blu-ray.com. Yeah, and um, the movie only comes with a gag reel and an audio commentary with J- uh, James Franco, Dave Franco, Tommy Wiseau, Greg Sestero, and more. So apparently, it must have a, a, other people. Um, but then there's like just extra. No, no, no. The room. So it's like extra stuff but not the actual movie itself um however I'm looking at let's see I'm just looking to see if there was a release date Tommy Wiseau films June 27th 2003 was when the movie I think was released on uh was released in theaters as far as uh Blu-ray I don't know I I I, I, I kind of swear by it you can actually get it on Blu-ray for twenty-one dollars and seventy-four cents. We're at. Um, uh, let's see, eBay, Amazon. Okay. <laughs> well, so there you. Uh, as as you as you were talking earlier, I was I was you know looking up the room, and there was a there one thing did come up. It's, it's it's an app called Smoosh. It's on my Roku. I don't know if you can get it on Amazon or not, but you get it on Roku. But apparently, there's a twenty-two minute. Uh, it's called Surviving the Room, and it, Tommy Wiseau Surviving the Room. So it's it's a it's a I guess a vlog of some sort that you know talks about it. And I didn't I just put on a couple seconds. It looks like he's in front of a curtain. I guess he's doing the Q and A's as he's touring the uh, the tent. I guess I guess you get the uh, okay. the behind the scenes of what he's doing uh, with with the with with that. So just uh, wanted to throw that in there. Right. So if you if you're kind of curious of what he does, you know. There you go. I'm trying to think. Um, I watched. I'm mostly caught up on some television. I finished a season five of The Flash on Netflix. Um, What'd you think? I started season. Um, I mean, it's The Flash. It's a TV show. It's okay. I'm. I'm not. I'm never really blown away by any of it. And like now, I just started season six, which is a season. Uh, I guess was last season. Um, you know, it, I mean, it is what it is. It's a TV show. <laughs> I, I can't I, right now I'm just finding myself like okay what can I catch up on that's gonna or what what can I catch up on and there's a couple of seasons of like I ha, I still have to catch up on Legends of Tomorrow and maybe Supergirl you know there's just shows that I watch solely on Netflix um, there actually I did start a new show on Hulu called Crossing Swords um, it's made, it's created by the people who do um, Robot Chicken and it is like a stop animation thing where um, it's in medieval times. It's it's pretty funny. It's a, a very adult and very funny. Okay. You know, um, so I, I highly recommend that if you like, if you're a fan of Robot Chicken, definitely check out Crossing Swords on Hulu. Um, outside of that, that's kind of been my week. What about you? Outside of your birthday and all that. That was. That, I mean, that was pretty much it. I mean, I I did go. I did go. We we're on a partial green phase, I guess you could say, here in Pens- in Philadelphia, uh, for local right. people. That means what what that kind of means is some stores are opening up. Um, 
Uh, and some stores aren't yet because they're either not ready or uh, they're wait- they can't wait until the official day, which is July 3rd. Uh, here right. in the U.S. Uh, for Philadelphia. Uh, Jaws. Hey, we're going to open up. How, make sure we're open for Fourth of July weekend. Nothing better happens then. <laughs> so, so like, <laughs> I, I, we're, we're going to have a, a big family party for my wife's side because a lot of the parties, a lot of our birthdays are around the same time. So we're going to kind of share it all together uh, in a couple weeks. And uh, so we went out to get uh, presents for people. So we were going to different stores, uh, picking up things. And I have to say... <laughs> We are doomed as a country. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> they, I think people are looking at an America going, okay, see, this is what you're supposed to not do. Right. Like, I, you know. And it's, it's just sad because it really is. Because, like, there was a kid running around with a cart. We were in a department store, and he's, he's running around with clothes in a cart. And the, and the mother, and I think it's a grandmother because it was, it was a very old lady. And she's like, are you throwing clothes on my floor? And he's like, no. And then she goes, well, what's that on the floor? And she goes, that's something I was going to buy. And she, she runs and gets it. Now, the kid's not wearing a mask. Like, she's, he's running around doing this. Now, she's wearing a mask. So I'm thinking, well, why isn't he wearing a mask? Like, you know. Well, because I think because kids are supposed to be more resilient to this than, than you know, the young No, no. Kids you know? are worse. The, the, yeah. The, it, it's, it's, not, it's not a range range. It's like it's babies are getting it. You know, toddlers, children, teenagers—they're all getting it, and they're all dying from it. So that's yeah. it's it's not not like they 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 can bounce back. They're stronger. It's like doesn't matter. It's it because it it depends on your blood type, how big your heart is, uh, you know, and those factors can be anybody. It's not it's not you know a specific age range or group or whatever. It could be anybody, and if you don't know it, it's too late. You know, right. Um. But then I was walking around and there was an older couple and the guy, every time he wanted to talk, he basically grabbed this mask, you know, the front of his mask and lifted it up and was talking to a woman that was probably half a foot away, you know, like a foot away, maybe. And, and, right. you, and you go, really? Like, like if I'm talking to my wife, I'm wearing the mask the whole time. Like we wore our masks the whole time we were in each store, you know, and, and, uh. And, and stuck it out, and it's just like, and then one, I heard one woman when we were in line because it was a long line for her to check out. Because I was, I was thinking like everybody, I guess they were so everybody so too much cab fever that they're going out, like you know, and and uh, there was a line, and the woman three three things ahead of us, she was turning her head away and pulling her mask off, and she's like, I can't breathe, and she's talking to somebody behind her. She put her mask on every time she talked to somebody, you know. She was at least that um, considerate. Yes, they see. You know, well, we see. I get to the car. We obviously we don't wear our mask, but the moment we leave the car, masks go on. We walk around the shop. We try to be as quickly as possible, and then we leave. And you know, before we actually even start the car, we got the hand sanitizer out. <clears throat> you know, making sure our hands are clean, and then uh, that's kind of what our routine is. All right, I say that's yeah. good. I mean, and that's the thing. Like my wife and I, when we we park as soon as we. As soon as we're in the, you know, we pull up and park the car. We're putting the masks on before you even get out of the car. Like that's much yeah, probably what you do. That's what we do. You know, and then, uh, and it's like, and until we get into the car, the masks are on. Like even if we're standing out, there's nobody around. We'll walk with the masks on because we we don't know. You just don't know if somebody's going to pop up somewhere. You know, you just right. You never know. Um, but I just I just thought it was amazing. Like like you know, and and then I went to a food court. I was in uh, for the local people it was in the Chamonix Mall. 
And uh, there was like a lot of people. I mean, of course, they were eating, you know, because because it was like that's the thing. Like a lot of entrances were closed off because a lot of stores were still shut down. Like like you know like uh, uh, like ha- I think half the mall was pretty much open. Like it you know like like there was probably less than half were were open. Like there was only a few stores that were open. And we had to go to a Hallmark store and we we had to go around to the you know through the food court and stuff. And then it was just like and you kind of go I got to hold my breath. <laughs> Right. Yeah, to run through because it's like you just don't know like it's a thing it's just it's, it's just so it's just so scary anymore you know it's because because you because everybody thinks it's over and it's just like it's not there's no cure it's continuing on i mean europe's europe's banned us now from from entering yeah. their country their countries because it's like our our numbers are still so high and you know, and, and all these, these, all these young people, I mean, I'm, I'm driving around, like, just bars, like, bars and restaurants, with, with, and they're all open, and they're all, like, outside, and everyone, nobody's wearing a mask, and you go, I, I don't, I don't understand, like, why, why you think that's okay, like, like, I don't, I don't get it, like, it does, that doesn't make sense to me, but whatever, I'm not gonna, gonna get off my soapbox <clears throat> now, because, right, I'm derailing um, the I show. Did up, I did pick up, um, a movie this week I bought um, Robin Hood the the new version of Robin Hood with Tank um, Jamie Foxx and uh, Taron Egger I think yes. his name is I recall it I know that we started watching it but then we had a problem with a digital transfer of some sort and yes we never got around to it but I saw it at Target and I was like you know I think I have just about every version of Robin Hood out there <laughs> so I'm like I, it, I would be remiss if I didn't go, okay, well, here's another version of it. Let me grab that, you know. Um, I also picked up, I also watched Zombie, I also picked up Zombieland Double Tap. Mm-hmm. We watched that. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um, <clears throat> Stacy just, you know, said Zombieland over my shoulder. That's why I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. We'll watch Zombieland together. Um, but yeah, I'll probably watch Robin Hood maybe later today. You know, um, I mean, that's, that's, all I got, Ed. Um, what kind of video games or movies are coming out this week? Not much, but we do have something because uh, I had to try and find something because there was really nothing on uh, DVD or, or Blu-ray or uh, to think. But I did find one. It was called The Ghost of P- Peter Sellers. Um, okay. It's it's a it's a documentary about his life. Um, that I you know I mean. If you've seen the Pink Panther movies and a lot of movies in the seventies, I know, I know it's kind of old <laughs> to talk about. But yeah, I thought he was a pretty good actor. You know, he played James Bond in a <laughs> in a James Bond movie. You know, in the late sixties. Sure. Um, but uh, so that's that's all I have for uh, uh, for movies. Uh, for video games, we have uh, Hunting Simulator Two for the PlayStation Four and Xbox One, and that's coming out June thirtieth, Tuesday. The Legend of Heroes Tales of Cold Steel 3 for the Switch. And that's on Tuesday the 30th. And then we have Inflection Extended Cut for the Switch. And that's on Thursday the 2nd. And on Friday the 3rd, uh, July 3rd, we have Marvel's Iron Man VR for the PlayStation VR. And that is it for releases. Okay. Anything, anything exciting you there for the? I, I'm, I'm thinking the hunting simulator might be your. Uh... <laughs> no, 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 nothing. Um, no, I'm honestly video game wise lately. I've been, I downloaded, um, I downloaded Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts. Um, 
those I'm trying to take advantage of any kind of PlayStation sales that are going on. Um, and I've always interested. I'm I'm a big fan of kind of like stealthy snipering kind of games, mm-hmm. um, like Sniper Ghost Warriors, Sniper Elite, even Hitman. This one is um, a, the latest one. It was it was twenty bucks. And I'll be honest, it's good twenty dollar investment. It's fun. Um, it's you know it's get some real life physics involved as far as you know wind drift and as far as shooting and I'm like okay it's it's not as it's a little tougher than normal for me um, but I'm also playing like you know I'm not playing in a hard version but the normal version is definitely like hey you have these contracts and then this is your mission and during you're doing this mission you have these bounties and then it's like hey well don't get don't get the alarm it's like well I don't know how to like it's I'd rather just pick these people off, and if alarm happens, if alarm happens, I just miss out on some cash, and that cash that I miss out on might prevent me from buying like an upgrade. But I, I work around it. I'm doing fine. Um, I also went back and I picked up a uh, Lego Marvel Superheroes two. I think it was like ten bucks. I think you know. Hmm. So I'm just trying to do that. Okay. I'm just trying to go back and play old games. Or old sale games that are on sale, you know. It's pretty much what I've been doing. Getting some Destiny in, just killing time by killing bad guys. It, <laughs> you know, watching movies, playing video games. That's all I'm doing. <sighs> I'm getting ready to go on a trip. <laughs> huh. You know, um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it on my end. Um, you know what I'm doing, and that's about it. And nothing really else interests in me. There's been some stuff in the news though lately. If you're interested in finding out what that is, yeah, I am. But you know what? I wanted. I do want to mention one thing that I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show. That I wanted to say two episodes ago when it was episode 365. You mentioned if we if you listen to one show, you listen to us for a year, right? Uh huh. Well, the other the this this the, the, the earlier before before you before you contacted me. I looked it up. Actually, if you listen to one episode or part of an episode every day, you can listen to us for two years. Wow. We got two years worth of shows. Two worth of shows, right? Because if you go like, you know, the, the days we were on radio, we were doing part one, two and three, you right. know, you know, we did a we did like some A and B uh, stuff back before we started when we started the podcast. It was like episode, you know, like part A and part B, you know, because we continued right. on for something um so yeah so there was a lot of there's a lot of episodes so you could get to over to over two years worth of close to over two years wow. of uh over two years of uh material from us uh, so you would hear something new every day for two years every day so look at us <laughs> so, so i wanted to throw that out there so but go ahead i, I want to hear some news okay um all right. I, I guess I feel like I should not bury the lead. Apparently, the internet was all a buzz this week about Michael Keaton in talks to play Batman in Ezra Miller's Flashpoint movie. <laughs> I saw this. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I mean, let's see. Um, following the jaw driving news on Michael Keaton's in talks to return as Batman in the Flash. There's some more intel. Uh, the Wrap has updated its initial report, which has now been backed by all the major Hollywood trades, to include more details about Warner Brothers' plans to bring Michael Keaton's Batman back to the big screen. 
The site explains that the general plot of the Flash movie will revolve around the multiverse, with Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne still viewed as the future of the franchise. In other words, Ed, uh, it's sounding, it's basically the Batman will be a stone alone franchise, and not only, that's also different from the Joker. Uh, regardless, the Flash will probably see this, the Flash will currently see the Scarlet Speedster travel back in time to prevent the death of his mother, uh, and act really, which leads to the creation of another universe for those people who don't know what Flashpoint is. Um, they go on to explain that the new reality is protected by Keaton's version of Batman, and both Batman Forever and Batman and Robin will be forgotten about. Um, with the Flash revealing that the Dark Knight has been up, what the Dark Knight has been up to in the 30 years since we last saw him face the Penguin in Batman Returns. So, it seems like that this newly created world will be here to stay, especially as it's being widely reported that Keaton's Batman will stick around, acting as a mentor to a number of heroes, including Batgirl. Uh, this would also explain the disappearance of Ben Affleck's Dark Knight, but will leave the main DC universe with uh, Batman, who's probably retired. So, Ed, how do you feel about that? <sighs> <laughs> you don't sound jazzed about it. Uh, no, you know what? I I was when I first saw that I thought it was like, oh my god, that is that is so great. And then I thought about it, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I mean, for the time it was because, I, and I think I've said this in the past. And I know I'm going to hate me out for this, and I really don't care. You know, it's we. Uh, Michael Keaton was the greatest Batman at the time because he was the only other the only other Batman we had to compare to was Adam West. He was kind of cartoony, even though I love, I enjoy Adam West's Batman. But when you wanted a serious Batman, you got Michael Keaton, and you go, it was good. And you know, don't get me wrong, it was good. And for 1989, I mean, you were everybody was excited. I mean, I was excited to see him, you know, on the screen. Sure, you know, were carving the bat symbol on the back of their head. Yeah. <laughs> that Jesus, um, but now that as time's gone on, you know, like as as you know, we move forward, and you have you know the uh, you know the other iterations of Batman, um, you know, and 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 I thought Nolan did a great job with with that Batman, you know, the Nolan verse, uh, Batman that trilogy, you know, even the third one kind of sucks, but <laughs> that's that's another story, um. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, like it's because it, like when we saw that when we saw that him in that in that quick blurb in uh, in that big crossover multiverse event on the CW, you know, and right. you and you saw the the guy who's the reporter from from the original Batman movie from his Batman movie, and you uh -huh. you know, and, and you and you you kind of you kind of like you got excited, you know, because it's like ooh, you know, like they're all connecting it all together. It's so awesome, and 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 you know, and you and it was like a blurb, and you go, that was it, you know. Um, right. but, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not as excited as everybody else is on this one. I'm kind of like, I'm like, all right. I, you know, like, like, you know, I, I also heard some other rumors about that that was going beyond him just being in the, in the flashpoint, you know, which right, I, that, that he was going to be some, somewhat of like a Nick Fury kind of person who kind of is in every, he connects all the movies cause he's going to have a cameo and all. like, it seems very, very, um, um, Ambitious is the best way I could put it, especially since nothing is uh, the ink hasn't even been put on paper yet. Oh, of course, 
you know, because I just saw I just saw an article today. Um, I didn't pull it because I figured we I just commented on it that if Keaton if the Keaton deal falls through, they're going to try going after Christian Bale to be the Batman through the DCEU. Now I have a problem with that, especially if he's going to be you know four packs a day Batman. <laughs> you know I, I feel like if if it's him going. Oh my god, Superman, Batman! I just, I just, can't, I won't be able to hear it because part of the problem I had with the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises was his Batman voice. I was having a real problem with that. I just couldn't. I was like, does it? Couldn't he? Like, I felt like they kind of tackled it with Ben Affleck's with a of um, a thing in his, you know, in the mask to reverberate his voice. I thought that was actually a smarter idea. Right. You know, I feel like. With, I I don't know. I I kind of part. I'm excited. I feel like maybe this will lead up to like a a Batman Beyond movie with Keaton as old Wayne. That that's Other. what I heard. I heard that like you know this could be a possibility that he'd be old man Wayne for for Batman Beyond. And I was more excited about that. I was like I'm like that would be awesome. That that I would see you know be a better you know idea than Keaton playing Batman in a Flashpoint. You know, well, I, I, scenario. It's weird cause I, I kind of feel like Michael Keaton has, throughout the years, has gone on to on this big circle. First, he was Batman. He was all he loved it, but then his career kind of died because no one would hire him because he was Batman. He got pigeonholed a mm-hmm. little bit, and then he kind of ages out, up and around, and he embraces the fact, like, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. I'm Batman. It's great. I'm I, I am Batman. I'm the first movie Batman. I, I'm gonna own it up to it. I'm gonna take care of it. Like, and then he starts getting more and more roles. Like, I think Birdman is a great movie about an actor who used to play a superhero and has kind of faded because of that. It's a, it's almost, it's almost autobiographical in a way, and it's, <laughs> it's a brilliant <laughs> film. Um, and then he kind of, I thought he was really good as the Vulture. He makes a pretty decent bad guy now. So in in my head, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, like you always say, if you throw enough zeros at somebody, they'll say yes to anything. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like you know, Keaton was in that position of like, okay, well, I I owned up to it. I mean, I am who I am, and if they want me to come back, I guess you know, if there's a couple mil involved in it, sure. Um, you know, I mean, hey, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Keaton is Batman. Woohoo! in Superman like you know or in Wonder Woman he just kind of walks in walks out and goes yeah I'm putting a team together it's called the Justice League blah 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 I'm out (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) drops a little bat mic and then saunters off like (laughs) I I, I don't know I gotta see how it is I'm I'm excited to see him because like some of the articles say that in the works he will don the cape and cowl again for the for the movies, but I also feel like, all right. I mean, if that's gonna if that's going to open up to a Batman Beyond movie, I'm I'm all for that because I, I like the the TV show. It was good, and I, I'm like, all right. How I feel like it's one of those things. That, like, I'll I'll see it when I see it, and then I'll react accordingly. Mm-hmm. Like while I'm while I'm jazzed, I'm also not like woo. I'm not you know. Ripping off my clothes, streaking around the neighborhood, going, "Keaton's Batman!" What? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. 
the neighborhood's thrilled. Seeing seeing that bat symbol I had tattooed on my ass back in '89. (laughs) Finally, it comes around. It comes. Everything comes full circle. I wear my assless chaps, and you see the bat symbol. Half of it on one ass cheek, the other half on the other. (laughs) (laughs) Smack the bat for good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Crap. Oh my god. (laughs) That's scary. I'm still visualizing. (laughs) But since we're talking about multiverses and stuff and, and Batman. J.K. Simmons said his says his next J. Jonah Jameson cameo has already been filmed. Ah, all right. For those people who don't know, uh, J.K. Simmons was J. Jonah Jameson in the Tobey Maguire films, um, and then you know there was Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man Homecoming, and then Spider-Man Far From Home. That he's back as J. Jonah Jameson in in like you know clear as day on on a side of a building and basically says hey guess what everybody boom drops the bomb and he's out and I'm like holy mackerel like as a, as a fan of, of him as J. Jonah Jameson I was really happy to see him I was like what get the hell out of here it's, is it all connected so I'm like that's great because I kind of I kind of feel like alright is he going to be in the next Spider-Man movie but if he said he's already filmed this cameo I'm going to say um, earlier this month, I'll go with, let me tell you the article. Earlier this month, he revealed that fans should expect more of his return as J. Jonah Jameson in future movies following his surprise appearance in post credit scene last year's Spider Man Far From Home. In a recent interview on Sirius XM's The Jess Cagle Show, which you can listen to below, um, he continues to tease fans about the future appearances in upcoming Marvel movies confirming that he's already finished filming his next cameo. However, it remains unclear if his new cameo would be featured in a new MCU movie or perhaps another Spider-Man movie. Here's his quote. Well, yeah, I'll be back as Jameson. That's the short answer, he said. There is a future for Jane Jonah Jameson after a several-year hiatus. He showed up very briefly for those who were wise enough to save through the credits for Far From Home. There is one more JJJ appearance in the can, and from what I'm hearing... There's another plan. There's a plan for yet another. So hopefully JJJ will continue on, uh, continue now and forever. Um, so I think it might be either in the next Spider-Man. Um, well, either if it's already been filmed, then the next Spider-Man movie has been filmed yet. Yeah, it could be in the next, the next Venom movie, mm-hmm. or it could be in the sequel to Doctor Strange um, in the multiverse. You know. Uh, the Madness of the Multiverse movie that they're making. Oh, yeah. Because here's why. Because remember, um, Sam Raimi is directing that, and Sam Raimi directed the Tobey Maguire trilogy. So there's a connection there for J. Jonah Jameson to pop up in that next Doctor Strange movie. Or, I mean, he could also pop up in Morbius, you know, because it's it's also a Sp- Spider-Man realm. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I I think there's only one JJJ, and it's him, for me, at least. Yeah, you're saying there's... I don't... I mean, I mean, I don't, there hasn't been another portrayal, right? I can't, I can't think of another... 
was there in the Amazing um, Spider-Man? I can't remember now because I blacked those movies out for a certain reason. I don't. I don't think he was introduced in the Amazing Spider-Man films. Um. So you see, you didn't really you didn't get him in, until like you know I said the only time you saw him was in the, in the first uh, set of Spider-Man movies. So you, you know so you got to see that. So to see anybody else playing him is very difficult, and that's that's I mean like he did a great job. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was that was that to see him on the, like alive on the screen. You're like, wow, it's 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 really was like watching like a, a cartoon version of him, or even some of the comic book you know adorations of him, adapt adaptations of him. You go, you know, like it it was it was really spot on, you know, and and you felt I felt comfortable with it the whole time. So when I saw him, the only thing that bothered me was because I don't know if they didn't have time for makeup or they just didn't want to do it and they wanted to do something different. It was because he was balding in the <laughs> in the cameo. Uh, in from the from the movie, if, if you remember, right? Right. Yeah, that's the only thing that threw me off. But when you when you heard his voice, you know, because he pretty much did the same same bit that he did in, uh, uh, you know, the original Spider Man uh, movies in the early two thousands. You know, so, I right. mean, but like I said, though, he, he does a great job, and it's it's really going to be hard for see somebody else play that role. Like now, like now, now it becomes like like certain. Certain actors trying to play like a, a role, like to, to, to be, you know, like the, the different character is going to be very difficult. Um, you know, like uh, seeing somebody else play Wolverine whenever they decide to cast Wolverine and, and have him in the in the movies again or, or in TV, it's going to be very difficult to see anybody else but Hugh Jackman playing that role unless they do a you know right. fantastic job. You know, uh, when I saw uh, X two, uh, I thought. Um, uh, the guy who played Nightcrawler, I can't think of it. Ian Cummings, right? Right. Yeah. I thought he did a phenomenal job as Kurt Wagner, the Nightcrawler. You know, I mean, like, you know, so it's, you know, seeing the, the new guy play him, it's just like, yeah, I kind of wish Ian <laughs> Cummings could still do that role. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, you know, it's it's good to see him back, and I'm, I hope we get to see more of him in the in the, in the the future with him. It, I think it's going to be great. I mean, that's, I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward to that. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm trying to think. Um, okay. Are you a fan of Disney villains? Yes. Okay. Because are you a fan of reading? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. What are the well, two um, Well, I'm, I'm going to say that there is. Here's the headline: Disney villains invade the real world in Goosebumps esque middle grade horror series called Disney Chills. Okay. All right. Uh, Ed, what happens when the scariest parts of Disney stories sneak into and become part of contemporary kids' real lives? I don't know what. I don't know, but the dreams that you fear will come true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Disney Publishing basically is bringing the little terror into the magical world of Disney with the upcoming middle grade school horror book series called Disney Chills which is set to debut next month, which is next month being July. Uh, the spooky fun begins with Disney Chills, part of your nightmare, penned by Vera Strange, by the way. Um, here's the plot of the book. 11-year-old Shelley Anderson just wants to be popular. Her parents are split, and she has to start over at a new school with different classes, a brand-new swim team, and an unfamiliar social scene. So what if she just wants the cool kids to like her? Is that really so much to ask? 
So when Shelley finds a mysterious Nautilus shell that summons the infamous sea witch Ursula, she jumps to her she jumps at her chance to make a deal with what will solidify her as one of the coolest girls in school. But when Shelley's wish quickly goes belly up, she must figure out how to back out of the witch's deal before it, it forever binds her fate. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, it's going to be released apparently July 7th this year. Um, it's the first book of the Disney Chill series, which will be followed by Friends on the Other Side and then a second star to The Fright, which I'm assuming is a Peter Pan, Peter Pan thing. Yeah. Uh, the Friends on the Other Side, I'm thinking... Uh, Coco? Uh, Dr. Facilier, from what Stacy just said. Um, oh, from, okay. uh, Princess and the Frog. Uh, Princess and the Frog. And I'm actually looking at the covers right now, so yeah, it's Princess and the Frog. It's it's all written by Vera Strange, by the way. Um, so yeah, I could definitely see... Uh, I'm like, all right. So there you have it, Ed. So those anybody who's interested in those young teen... Like, it's goosebumpy type horror game, books and set in the Disney world, there you go. All right. Stacy just raised her hand. I think she's going to be buying it. But I'm going to roll that into my next Disney article. We were just talking about this a couple of days ago about the Splash Mountain. Okay. Not a couple of days ago, a couple of shows ago. Yeah. Um, apparently, Splash Mountain is getting a new change. I don't know if you heard this. You probably have because you're up to date on everything. Disney. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been. I've. I mean, I watch. I watch Disney News daily. I think, or, or read Disney News daily. <laughs> you know, and I, I try to find out as much as I can because I want to know what's going on in the parks and when they're going to open and that kind of thing. So I do know this story. But go ahead and and please explain it to the audience. I will enlighten the rest of the audience. Uh, Disney to change Splash Mountain to the Princess and the Frog theme. Uh, Disney's making a big change to one of their iconic Magic Kingdom experiences, Splash Mountain. Uh, is getting the Princess and the Frog makeover. Uh, right now, it's Splash Mountain at the California Disneyland and Florida's Magic Kingdom will soon be completely reimagined with a theme based on Princess Tiana and the Princess of the Frog. The ride will pick up after the final kiss, and fans will join Princess Tiana and Louis on a musical adventure that features music from the film and the film's voice cast. And actress Annika Neoni Rose couldn't be more excited for Princess Tiana to be represented in Disneyland and Magic Park Thetums. Uh, let's see. She there is like, hey, this is what it could look like. And uh, this is her quote. Uh, she basically said, it's really exciting to know that Princess Tiana's presence in both Disneyland and Magic Kingdom will be full, finally be fully realized. As passionate as I am about what we created, I know the fans are going to be over the moon, she said. Uh, the Imagineers are giving us the Princesses of Frog Mardi Gras celebration we went for, and I'm here for it. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Shiarda Carter, the senior creative producer leading the project at Walt Disney Imagineering, added, like Princess Tiana, I believe that the courage and love are the key ingredients to, oh, to for wonderful adventures. I'm delighted to be part of the bringing this fun-filled experience to our guests. Uh, there's some conceptual designs work are underway now, and soon the, they'll be conducting preliminary reviews and a timeline for the change. Um, I don't think anyone needs to know the reason why, but if they put in the article is that um, Splash Mountain recently has come under, I wouldn't say recently, to me Splash Mountain's always been under scrutiny um, as its ties to the Disney film would rather forget its ever made Song of the South. It's a 1946 film, has been um, 
maligned for its racist overtones in the past years, but especially so after Black Lives Matter protest and statement of from the death of George Floyd. Um, now Splash Mountain will instead be based on Princess Tiana and Princess of the Frog, and it's a change that Disney says they've been planning since last year. Sure they have. <laughs> um, so there you go. Um, but I, I so we were talking about it and how the heat that they were getting. I think I think one of us, I think it might have been you, suggested a Princess and the Frog theme type motif for the ride because I mean, let's face it, it's set in New Orleans and New Orleans has got the the you know the swamps and the well now my 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 thing was I'm first off I'm glad they're getting rid of uh, the you know Splash Mountain original theme what it is now I mean you know it's about time they did that you know I, 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 I completely agree I, that's I that's always... you know and I I think yeah I think we all it was safe to say that was we both agree upon that like like getting getting rid of that is the fine. Uh, them planning it since last year, I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> I call bullshit too. I think that they just went shit. We're getting a lot of heat. We yeah. change it. I'm just glad they're changing because it it's a tired old theme of a movie no one really knows about or cares about. Or right. Cares in the wrong way. Right. Like they should have gone. This should this should have been this change should have been coming like decades ago. And, and it, 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 it comes down to it comes down to this. It's like it was a business decision that was made because they put the song in some VHS tape. That you know, I mean, of course, I think they made Splash Mountain beforehand, you know, kind of thing. But they were they they wanted to kind of make money back, recoup money from a from a failed movie, basically, and that's why they built right. this right. Like that's my thought. Like you know, because it's all it's all business. It's like it's like 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 yeah, they want to entertain us and they want to keep us safe, and I, and, I, and I agree they do all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, is like every once in a while, I think they just make a bad decision. Like somebody, some, like every once in a while, they 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 just veer way off course and it let they let it go and it, and it happens and then it sticks and it's like one of those type of things, and it becomes one of those type of things where, like, since Splash Mountain the way it was didn't wasn't like that harmful because people didn't care, you know, enough. Like it, it did like they, there wasn't a much of an outcry until recently about this, you know? So, I mean, there was outcries about it, but it wasn't as loud, you know, like, like it wasn't like, I'm going to lose money on this if I don't change it loud enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, right. Like I think on the times that I've been to Disney world, I've never seen anyone standing out front of it with a sign says splash mountains racist. I've, I've never, right. You know, you either ride it and you didn't it. and you, you just kind of moved mm-hmm. on and you know you saw something else and like everything else it's like oh something shiny and just moved on to the next right. attraction let's face it Disney would probably have that person dragged into the deepest darkest part of the of the you know of the what do you call it uh, of their underground city and go how much do you want to shut up you know <laughs> And then they pay them off quietly, and they move about the way. Like I made, I, you know what? I was out there protesting, but then somebody came up and went, oh, "Gosh, would you like to make five grand?" You know. <laughs> and then next thing you know, I'm, um, you know, down payment on a new car thanks to Disney. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Keep my mouth shut. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the you know that, that's 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 what they. I mean, like I I said a couple couple episodes ago, I I, I I'm, I'm I'm like I said I'm glad they got rid of it. I I just I at the time I didn't agree. That the Princess and the Frog was the right skin to reskin the basically that's what they're calling it reskinning it or retheming right. it um, because I just feel that you know she should get something more than just a water log flume ride. But 
Well, I mean, it's it's the it's the, well, the, I mean, the more they, they the more I've the more I've been watching stuff and reading stuff. I'm like, you know what? It's actually not a bad concept. Like, <laughs> it's right. It's it's actually it actually works. And I you know the only the only just the only thing that's going to get annoying is is that there's a song that's that's in that movie that drives me crazy. It's going down the bayou. You know the song. You know that's with that that song going down the bayou is going to be the main song mm-hmm. in that in that ride. We were we were in Disney World the year that Princess and the Frog came out, and there is the riverboat that comes out, and it's near um, the Haunted Mansion. Uh, for those who don't know, you know type of thing. It's but there's right. a riverboat, and it takes you. It does like it's, it's like, it takes like a little river cruise down, and then comes back basically. And you know it's just it's just a nice quiet ride, and they play songs on it and stuff like that. Well, the the year that Princess and the Frogs came out. They had a bunch of like old timey people, like Mark Twain era. I don't know what year that is. You know, I don't know. People, street people are screaming at me, but I don't care. Dressed like that, that singing be- that song. So as you're it's probably during the Civil War era, probably 1860s. That's what that's what I'm thinking. You know. Okay. But they're singing "Going Down the Bayou." Now every time we walked by there, because you know. There was, you know, uh, the the thun, big Thunder Mountain, and then you've got the the Christa Haunted Mansion, and you know, and some other things in that area. So we're walking around that area. They're singing that song now. It's not just on the ship; like everybody can hear. It. It's almost like like it's, everybody stops because it's like this is Dave's Dizzy's big movie. Everybody stop and listen to the song, you know, and then go go out and see it, or go buy it on DVD or Blu-ray, you know, like <laughs> you know, subliminal advertising. So after a while, that gets stuck in your head because they kept singing it over, going down the bayou, going down the bayou, <laughs> taking it all the way. And I'm like, I'm like, it, like I'm in now in another part of the park, like away from it. You can't hear it, but I'm singing it in my head because that's how good they are in marketing. Right. It, it's like that itch that you can't scratch. It's like Call Me Maybe all over again. Right. You know, <laughs> like, Great. like now we're probably humming that later. Thank you for that. <laughs> that was the whole point. Of that. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, well, it, I didn't, so, but I mean, ahead, and the, like I said, but though going back, I, I, I mean, if, if people seem happy with it, then go right ahead. You know, because to be honest with you, I don't even ride the ride. I'm not a, I'm not, a, I'm not a log flume person. I, I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong. If I was wearing a bathing suit and I was in a in a in a water park, you know, sure. But if I'm wearing regular like shorts and a t-shirt and like I don't have any spare clothes and I'm I'm gonna be soaked for the rest of the day, no thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I I barely I barely ride that thing. I wrote I think I've rode it once in all the years in the last you know ten fifteen years that we've been going down there. You know I, I think I rode it once with with my wife's family and that because everybody wanted to go and they you know I don't want to be a party pooper. I was party pooper another year. <laughs> <laughs> I think I right. I think I went on it a couple times. I think I, I it was always I try to make it like close to the last ride I do that day, so that way I can you know go back to my hotel and then get changed right into something comfy, you know, take like a tram so that way I'm not soaking up my car. <laughs> yeah, know? and then it's, it's <laughs> and the thing is is like like you know like because it's like you can never time that ride right you really can't you really the, the only time you should really ride that ride is first thing in the morning on a sunny day right that's the only time to ride that ride any other time you're 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 out of luck because because if you do it early in the morning you get wet and you go to the rides and you eventually dry off and you move on 
but like a lot of times it's like by the time you get back that far back at the park it's like lunchtime dinner time so it's like the one last ride you get on before you you go to dinner so now you're you're soaked <laughs> at dinner and of course it's not an outside place it's inside and what do they do inside they air condition well, right or what happens is too inevitably when you get your clothes soaking wet like you know i wear jeans and underwear when they get soaked all of a sudden your ass gets kind of chapped that's right you know and you start you know you, you start kind of walking funny because your your thighs are next to each other mm-hmm. you know everything becomes uncomfortable yes <laughs> i i hate that <laughs> that drives me crazy and that's why i don't ride it my wife's like really it's fun and i'm like not for me it isn't no so sure it's it's fun if i like my balls to itch <laughs> yeah i can't scratch them in public you know <laughs> you right. get upset if i do it Especially at disneyland <laughs> so but that's that's your nerve but like i say if 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 people are happy with it you know so be it i mean i'll actually i'll probably ride it just to see it now because it's like now your curiosities you know like what did they do like like how different is it what what, what song is going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the day you know so i'll I'll, I'll be curious and i'll be you know i'll be thrilled to see it sure um all right i don't know if you know it or not and i just found this out wonder woman deadpool and black adam are all going to be in a movie together (laughs) wonder woman black adam and what was the third deadpool are going to be in a movie yes apparently um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, okay. Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds are going to be in a new movie called Red Notice. Okay, it's going to be directed by skyscraper Helmer uh, Rawson Marshall Turber, and the movie was originally set to be released in theaters this November, but then Netflix decided to acquire it. Um, that gives the streaming service perhaps the biggest blockbuster to date, and is expected to debut sometime in 2021. Um, but that's because the the production was halted halfway through because of COVID-19. The reason why I'm bringing it up is that take this for a grain of salt because I don't know if the Illuminati is an actual viable news source. <laughs> but it's reporting that the one and only Tom Cruise is in talks to make a cameo appearance in it. <laughs> I think I've used them before. The Illuminati. <laughs> Well, and the reason why it's it's they're making such a big deal is because it's just a cameo appearance, which usually is like a walk on maybe a couple. Basically, I would say Samuel L. Jackson and any, anything Avengers, it's a cameo. Right. Um, he it's basically it's well, it may sound like an underwhelming to- role for the A lister. It's believed his cameo will be used to set the stage for him to play an even larger part in a sequel somewhere down the line. Uh, the site notes that if they are unable to come to a deal. The production is looking for a star of similar magnitude as Cruise, which is a very short list of Hollywood stars. For those of you who don't know, Red Notice is described as an international action thriller where they see Johnson play an Interpol agent tasked with capturing the most wanted art thief in the world, Gal Gadot, while Ryan Reynolds' character has been described as simply the world's greatest con man. (laughs) That's... (laughs) <laughs> so it's like the Thomas Crown affair, but I who knows? I guess um look, I'm a fan of Ryan Reynolds, fan of The Rock. I like Gal Gadot, so you already have if that was coming to theaters, I you already had a ticket sold for me. Coming to streaming, 
definitely gonna watch it. Yeah. You throw in a Tom, you throw in a Tom Cruise cameo. That I'm like, oh, interesting. It makes it sound like there's gonna be a, a bigger like, what if the Rock has to chase after Tom Cruise? Like, what if Cruise <laughs> is like a bad like that's, the ultimate bad? See, guy? that's that's the that's that's where now I want to see that like. Because uh, Tom Cruise runs in almost every movie lately that he's been in, I, and I can't remember the last time he hasn't run in a movie. Probably like Top Gun or something. <laughs> that, that, probably other that movies. But... Possible Fallout run on top of buildings and stuff. That that's that's like a three minute run of nothing but just like him just running. Yeah. <laughs> and every moment I'm like that. That's that's Tom Cruise running. And it's compelling every time. It is. And, uh, so now you go, I want to see now Tom Cruise either chasing or getting chased by The Rock, you know, now in this movie. Like, now <laughs> like now you definitely have time. <laughs> right. Now, like, I've seen – okay, now, for the, for the record, I mean, because people haven't seen Fallout, stars Henry Cavill, Superman. Yeah. Tom and him go at it. Like yeah. and go at it hard too, and by the end of that movie, like they're hitting each other. Like I mean, it's an amazing fight scene. But I'm like, could you imagine now, Tom Cruise squaring up against The Rock? Like I know from personal experience from seeing The Rock face to face when he wasn't as big as he was. The man is huge. He is a mountain, and he was sitting down. Tom Cruise is, I think, like five two. Easily. You're probably looking it up, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, you're bigger. I know he's short. So you're you're right about you're right about the the him being short. You know, I just don't know how short he is because I knew he's shorter than me because I, I I think I've seen him in a wax museum and I'm like, how, holy smokes! How tall Tom Cruise is, and I will look up how tall is the Dwayne the Rock. Johnson. I, I, all right, I I got his. Uh... Okay, I got it. What's yours? What's yours? Okay, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson is six foot five inches. He is five seven. T- Cruz is five seven. Yes, that's what it says that's here. Huge. With lips, that's I guess. Than I really think he is. If he's five Still. seven, I'm six foot tall. <laughs> I have to tell you, and I'm sure. I'm taller than Cruz. Which is fine. I that's weird enough as it is. Because I I saw him in a Madame Tussauds. Like I've never met Tom Cruise in person. But Madame Tussauds does an accurate representation with height, all, like all that stuff. Like they they take that very seriously. And I was standing right. over Tom Cruise. I was like, wow, he's not shorter than I thought he was. Like, you know, like it kind of blew my mind. You know, like I'm like, wow, I look, he looks so big on the screen. It's that blazing saddles. How do you do such amazing work with such little feet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so the, the Rock has got almost a foot on Tom Cruise. Uh, I know it. I, I need now. I need to know this. How tall is Henry Cavill? Uh, how tall is H E N H E N Henry Cavill six one? So. Dwayne is already taller than, than Superman. <laughs> so, and Henry kind of looked like he was kind of dwarfing Tom Cruise anyway. Yeah, he was he was um, definitely in, bigger than uh, Cruise. Well, he's well that makes him six inches taller. He's a half a foot taller. Henry Cavill's a half a foot taller than Tom Cruise. Right. And Tom, uh, uh, doing the math in my head, it's 10 inches high. Uh, uh, Rock's 10 inches taller than... Uh, Tom, Cruise. Tom Cruise. He's almost a foot 
taller right. than Tom Cruise. And I'm sure Dwayne's probably got the reach on him, too. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I need to see this movie. Like, okay, I know that Tom Cruise is going to be they're talking about a cameo. But if, if this is supposed to be a series of movies and they get Tom Cruise and The Rock has to go after Tom, like, I just hope it's not one of those things that they did with Hobbs and Shaw where they make ha- uh, Hobbs the bad guy or, no, Shaw the bad guy, and then they turn him around and make him an anti-hero. Because the last thing I want is, if you're going to make Tom Cruise a bad guy, make him a, make him a bad guy. Because he was a good, a decent bad guy in Collateral. Um, so I'm like, if you're going to have Tom Cruise as a bad guy in an action movie being chased by The Rock, ticket sold. <laughs> well, it's only going to be a cameo, so you're not going to get... You're not gonna get... <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm, I'm talking about the next movie. Because Tom Cruise ain't going to do a cameo and then just be that. You know he's going to want to be producer, star of... Well, he's, he's, done, he's done cameo work. Um, yeah, Tropic Thunder, maybe, but I mean... He did, a, he did another one, like a cowboy movie or something. I didn't even know it was him. Like, he, he, like somebody had to pause it and, like, point him out, like, that that was Tom Cruise. Like, he was on a set for one day, and, you know, they were like, oh, you want to be in it? And he, like, dies, like, right away. Like, it was like a cattle gotcha. hand. What's that? I said, gotcha. Okay, yeah. I mean... So, I mean, yeah, but I... For, so if, if they're in negotiations, though, you're right. If they're in negotiations, if they have to negotiate this where he's not just showing up for a day or two or whatever, you know, like he's going to have to negotiate terms. It's like, yeah, he's probably pretty much going to take over the project. <laughs> this is going to be the, this is going to be a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> right. It's going to be a Tom Cruise movie. That, not this one, but the next one. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be this one. He'll do the switch. He was a bad, he'll be a bad guy, but then switch it that he's a good guy. <laughs> The Terminator Two effect, right? Um, all right, I got, I got, I have an article, but the article was kind of fuzzy. I got two articles left um, for the week. Um, one is Sherlock Holmes creators estate sues Netflix over Millie Bobby Brown movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, bear with me, folks, because I kind of skimmed through it, and it's it's very wordy. Um, okay, so. There's a new movie coming out on Netflix called Enola Holmes, which features Stranger Things' Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven. She plays the younger sister of the famous detective, Sherlock Holmes. Okay? Um, and now, just to let you know that Sherlock Holmes is being played by Henry Cavill, to tie it into the last article. <laughs> 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 All right? Um it was the only news cons- like um, he play- she plays the younger sister of the famous detective. It wasn't the only news concerning the film to be released, though, as the estate of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who's the creator of Sherlock Holmes, has filed a lawsuit against Netflix because the book's author, Nancy Springer, uh, I'm sorry, filed a lawsuit against Netflix. The book's author, Nancy Springer, her publisher, Random House, and production company Legendary Pictures as well. Um, the Hollywood Reporter brings words that the suit, which has the estate seeking damages against all involved parties. <laughs> all right, here's what, as readers, I guess apparently it's based on a book, and as readers and film fans around the world no doubt know, Sherlock Holmes is a character that's been around for over 130 years. One would be right to assume that this extends amount of this extended amount of time puts the character in public domain meaning that anyone i think it's got to be published for 100 years before anyone can be 
they'd be free to make films or shows based on the character without interruption or say so from the Conan Doyle estate. Okay. Okay. With me so far? Yes. Okay. However, there's one problem right now. Not every story featuring Conan Doyle's character is actually in the public domain. Dun, dun, dun. The official complaint explains it succinctly enough that that 50 of the 60 stories or works written by the author featuring Sherlock's Holmes are public domain. Ten stories that are collected in the casebook of Sherlock Holmes and published between 1921 and 1927 have been entering the public domain since 2016 but some are still protected. Uh, the Doyle estate urges that content of these stories differs the character significantly from his previous works as Sherlock's Holmes as, and is presenting it as being warmer, capable of friendship, expressing emotion, and respecting women. Um, these changes were written in response to Conan Doyle losing family members to World War I and decidingly that his famously analytical character needs to grow be. Uh, to grow being from being aloof and unemotional, right? So, basically, Sherlock Holmes was some one certain way, and then after a while, he softens them up, I guess, a, a bit. Right. Um, how these qualifications affect the Enola Holmes books and features and feature film is in the complaint as well. According to the, the Doyle estate, the novel and movie have Sherlock Holmes, played by Henry Cavill, reacting coldly to Enola and later reacting warmly to her with kindness as she grows on him. They argue that these aspects of the characters are still protected by copyright and not included in the public domain Sherlock in the public domain Sherlock Holmes stories. Basically, they're saying that hey, if you're going to do Sherlock, Sherlock needs to be cold and basically an asshole because the stories that involve him being kind of a decent human being are not public domain. <laughs> huh. All right. <laughs> wow. All right. So that in mind, it's possible that they have a case for, with the courts. But with the upcoming film set to be released in September, there is a bit of a ticking clock for the court system to figure it out. It's worth noting, however, that the Conan Doyle estate previously sued Miramax over the 2015 f feature film Mr. Holmes, starring Ian McKellen as the character. The suit was settled out of court and didn't move to trial. I think that's. Um, I think I. I think I wanted to see that one. Where like um, uh, Ian McKellen was a retired Sherlock, and he came out of retirement to solve like a personal problem, a personal mystery. Um, wasn't an official Sherlock story, I think. No, it wasn't. It was. It was. It was a great movie. I saw it. I really. Yeah. I, I, I always wanted to see it because I thought Sir Ian McKellen as Sherlock Holmes to me. That's that's. I don't know why I didn't go see it. You. you I have to say this though. Because I think I think I think at the time when I told you about it, you didn't want to see it because it will bring tears to your eyes. It really will. Because <laughs> it's it's I don't know. Should I, should I tell you or no? Don't tell me. Oh, I'll okay. Look it up. I'll see if it's streaming somewhere. Yeah, it's 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 worth a watch. It really is. I saw it twice. I enjoyed it. It's it's something it's something definitely you should see if you're a Sherlock Holmes fan. It really, because it brings the it brings the whole Sherlock Holmes like like a full circle almost in a way. You you, you when you watch this, you you kind of go like 
it's 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 I can't really like it's because I can't say much without giving away, but it really pulls like a lot of things, a lot of of different details through time together, and you and you almost go, wow, that that is amazing, like like how like this is all like kind of pulled together in in a way, and 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 and, and, and then the the, the portrayal of me, sorry, McCallum playing the, the Mr. Holmes is just. Okay, it's, it's great. It's phenomenal. I would say it. it's it's it's. But like I said, though, at the end, I was like tearing up. You know. Okay. You know. I'll have to. I'll look for. I'll. I'll see if I can stream it tonight instead of anything else. I'll. I'll find it. <laughs> but definitely, definitely, scenario. definitely put on your radar for for something to to try and find in, in the future and watching. You know, because like I said, it's it's definitely a, a good movie to watch. Like I'm like I wonder like why it didn't. Didn't like I don't know if it did well in the theater or not. You know, like probably not. It probably it's to me it's it 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 reeks of independent movie, small run, just to see if he can get an Oscar nomination. Yeah, he did. He get he did get an Academy Award uh, a nomination for it. I don't know if he won. Probably not. But uh, probably not. I don't think so. But I know uh, he's won it for a lot of other things. But it was like I said, it was real a really good story. It was a really really uh, uh, a good good thing about it but like i said i i, I kind of teared up at the end it was just kind of okay it was Look sad you showing him human emotion that's right very rare but that was one of the few movies that really because i i love sherlock Holmes stories like, me too I, i've a, read I'm them a Holmes fan yeah yeah I, I, like, I like all the i like the tv show i like the movies with you know like the movies uh, there's some really good sherlock holmes material out there mm-hmm. and yes. if you're a fan of the books you can actually, if you have a Nook, since they are public domain, you can get the whole collective works for free. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little tidbit. A little something <laughs> for us to you. There you go, kids. Yeah. A little something, something from here at Geeksters to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. Ed, we saw Hellboy. Yes. The reboot. Yes. Um, I don't know if you knew it or not, but there were two other Hellboy movies starring Ron Perlman. <laughs> of course you're doing that. Wait, um, wait, what? There are two other? Yeah, I know. Believe it or not. Uh, directed by Guillermo del Toro, by the way, as well. <gasps> no. No. Really? Um, just to let you know, though, Ron Perlman was asked to be a part of that Hellboy reboot. Did he? Yes. He said no. Because he's not going to be Hellboy. Well, no, he actually said, and this is a quote, the only version of Hellboy I'm interested in is the one I do with Guillermo. Flat out said, I ain't doing this movie without my boy. Okay. Um, basically, Ron Perlman has shared that he declined a role in a recent Hellboy reboot. Um, he revealed that he was asked back to play the, um, the anti-hero, but declined due to the fact that Guillermo del Toro wasn't involved. Um, here's the quote. The only thing that stopped me, that's stopping the third Hellboy film is the fact that Guillermo del Toro is one of the busiest guys in the business, he told comicbookmovie.com. Uh, the reboot was something I had an oppor- had the opportunity to participate in and decided that the only version of Hellboy I'm interested in is the one to do with Guillermo. So uh, in walking away from it, I truly walked away from it. Um, I haven't seen it. Or heard much about it. The actor added, "I wish them well, but it was not in my ballywick." Um, <laughs> so I guess this was a few days ago. I guess a few weeks ago when he asked him about it. Um, I, 
I mean, that's all pretty much and then it goes on to talk about you know how like how gee that's nice of him to stick up you know to, to stick with Guillermo through all this and how poorly received the new film was um, you know they people were calling the new just joining and messy in every sense <laughs> um, now, did you see the new Hellboy yeah we watched it okay you were I was with you okay I wasn't sure because I'm mean, sometimes yeah. now I'm getting to the point where like, I'm seeing movies and I'm like are you weird <laughs> Like now I'm getting used to the fact that I'm watching movies that you know you're not here. Um, yeah, um, I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think Perlman would have done a, a better job. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have, and I, I, it would have. I'll be honest, it would have ruined the two first two movies. Yeah, to see him in this movie, I mean, it would have. I would have been like, Ugh, I'm glad they got. You know, I mean, I think. David um, Harborn, I think the guy from Stranger Things. I did. I think he did a fine job of Hellboy. I just think the movie itself was crap. Um, I would have liked to see because I know that the Guillermo del Toro movies were supposed to be a trilogy. Um, but I, you know, I would have liked to have seen that come to a and like to finish that out. And I think that if Guillermo knocked on Ron or called Ron, called Ron Perlman and said, like, "I'm thinking of doing a Hellboy movie," he'd be like, "I'm in." You know, yeah. I'm totally in. <clears throat> but I mean that's you know, I don't know if we'll ever see that third movie from them. It's a shame. I, I know, because I I really do. I, I wanted to know what happened. Like is it kinda of, was a kind of cliffhanger at the end of two. So you kinda go I think so. You know, and you go, Oh, what's gonna happen? Like, you know, what's the future? You know, and that's kinda like what I wanted. And so it's like and then it's like it was never gonna happen. It was like in basically in production hell for for Years and then all of a sudden right. they were coming out with a new Hellboy movie, the new guy, and you're going, "Wait, what happened to the what happened to the, the trilogy? You know, what the third movie?" And I mean, at least do it in animated form, like you know, like Galterma, right. like you just you just write you just write a script or whatever and put it together and give us give us in like in in an animated movie, you know, kind of thing because they did two of them, you know, or three of sure. them, you know, like you said, you know, and, and I'm. You know, I, I enjoy those, and I'm like, you know, like just just finish the finish the movie that way. Then, no, you just do, a, do just do some voiceover work, and you know, it's a couple of afternoons, you know, sitting in a studio, and you know, and you know, it's what you know. I mean, most of it's drawing. You know, right. <laughs> you get some animators to do the work. I mean, it's, you know, and, I, and it's but uh, yeah, because this that one was disappointing. I have to say, uh, you know, I was not thrilled with that that last duration because the the special effects were terrible. Um, what else? Uh, I don't think he was a good Hellboy at all. Um, I have to say, you know. But I mean, I mean, based on what he was given, I think he did the best job he could. You know, that's what that's sure. how I put it. You know, I guess it's a safe way okay. of doing it. Well, I'm gonna round this up with one last article. It's not really more of an it's it's an article about an entertainment project that has um, going to be hitting. Uh, Apple TV has this thing called Quibi, which is supposed to be like little short clips of like little shows like 10 minute shows almost I think yeah yeah um I have not seen any of them um because I don't have I don't own Apple TV I don't stream that stuff I probably could find it if I searched for it um <clears throat> but I, I'm I'm gonna I don't know if you've seen this and I'm going to read the head read the, the title of the article and then you can give me your reactions, and then I'll go from there. Okay, ready? Uh, yes. Uh, first, I'm going to say, let's, in all fairness, have you, do you know what I'm about to bring up, to bring to the table? No, I do not. Okay. 
I mean, I've heard of Quibi, but I, that's all. That's all I, I know. I, I don't. I know okay. very little. But go ahead. Okay, Quibi to remake The Princess Bride with Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner. What? Okay. Now, for those people who don't know, Joe Joseph is a singer from the Jonas Brothers. And Sophie Turner is his wife, real-life wife, and she played Sansa in Game of Thrones. She was also, most recently, Jean Grey in the X-Men movies, the, the rebooted versions. Um, now, we talked like many, many shows ago about someone wanting to reboot the actual movie or redo the movie. And everyone was up in arms about like, holy shit, don't, 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 don't you fucking do it. Um, so Stacy actually brought this to me, to, to me because she knows how much of a fan you and I are of the movie, uh, her not so much, but that's neither here nor there. Right. Um, and she thought it was funny that, you know, like, Hey, like they are actually doing this reboot. And after I explained what it is, I'm, I, I'm going to give you my feelings on it after I tell you the article. Ready? Okay, yeah, let's go. Okay, so the beloved film, Princess Bride, is getting a do-it-yourself makeover from some of Hollywood's biggest names. Uh, through the pro- Though the project is helmed by Juno director Jason Reitman, who has previously staged live readings of the film's script, uh, the remake was shot entirely at home by each cast member using their phones. Beginning June 29th, so tomorrow that since we're recording this now or monday for those people who are listening later in the week quibi will release chapters of the fan-made film every day for two weeks all right with me so far yeah okay the star-studded cast includes couple joe jonas and sophie turner common and tiffany haddish neil patrick harris and uh, dave bertka and Chris Pine and Annabella Wallace, as well as Hugh Jackman, Jennifer Gardner, Elijah Wood, John Hamm, Beanie Fieldstein, Lucas Hedges, Jenna Ortega, Jack Black, David Oluwo, uh, uh, Keegan Michael Keel, Pat Oswald, Josh Gad, Andy Serkis, Diego Luna, Taika Watiti, and Zazie Beats, and even more. Okay. Um, <sighs> Here's the premise. Okay. The actors will trade off roles throughout scenes, each playing homage, homage to the Princess Bride in their own unique way. In addition, original director Rob Reiner will play the grandfather, and Fred Savage will reprise his role as the grandson 33 years later. The roles aren't, act- aren't the only aspects of the films getting switched up. A corgi will play the rodent of unusual size. Uh, Lego figurines or stuffed animals are used for crowd scenes and Jonas and Turner gender swap a couple of roles with Jonas playing Princess Buttercup and Turner as Wesley. The remake is also for a good cause as Quibi donated $1 million in the name of the project to Chef Jose Andres charity World Central Kitchen which provides meals for those who have been most affected by the coronavirus pandemic. There, that is the entire article, Ed. Um, so basically, okay, hold on. I am going to say, to me, it's not a reboot of the film. It's a fan film. Because, one, Jason Reitman, he's, I, I know that name. It's Ivan Reitman's kid. He is actually doing the, re, he's actually picking up um, the Ghostbusters Afterlife 
he's the one who directed it. Right. Um, he's he's got a, he's got some, I would say, bona fide credits to his name. Outside of that, uh, not only being a son of a famous director himself, um, Rob Reiner is going to be a part of it. Fred Savage is going to be a part of it. But to me, it doesn't seem like a direct remake. It seems to be like a fan film done for charity. Okay. That's how I'm putting it because I mean, because I, I think Stacy played a clip in the background and I heard it. But it looked like you know the it's them in their living rooms and some of them are actually you know made up sets and stuff like that. Like it doesn't look like it's a a high production value outside of what can be done inside your own home. Okay. So so basically you know, so basically it's kind of like that Disney sing along that they did like the t- couple times on the Mother's Day and then like one before that where it was just like them doing some kind of editing of of their f- basically their f- iPhones or whatever and and, right. and 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 doing like a tribute to something you know so that way you know okay all right so now now I get it's like how all these singers were doing like at home concerts for free. Yeah. And, you know, Penn and Teller did that TV show magic to do it. Um, you know, the, the magic show they did on, on from their home. Right. CW. You know? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's not like it's an actual, I mean, I'm sure there's a little production value cause probably most of them have enough money to buy decent iPhones, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like there's, there's me doing it on my old flip phone, <laughs> all pixelated. <laughs> 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 I'm sure that they're on the most expensive iPhones ever. Yeah, because you know they're all about. No one did it from an Android phone. They all no. did it from an Apple phone because it's on Quibi. Yeah, and if they didn't have one, definitely Apple. You know, Apple sent them one. <laughs> Apple did not send them shit. Are you kidding? <laughs> Rob Reiner's be. Rob Reiner or whatever was it Brightman? They sent the iPhones to those people. The uh, Apple Apple is nothing away for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Um, so yeah, so uh, there you go. There you have it. Like you know, what? in two yeah. and a half weeks, I'll search it out on a streaming platform or on a Fire Stick to see if they put it all together, just <laughs> to see if I could find it. You know, you know what? I'll, I'll take that back. Probably Apple would give it to rich people for free. <laughs> yes, right. Apple definitely would get rich people get a lot of stuff for free. Yeah, so yeah, okay, I can see that. All right, but anyway, all right, that's other. But then here's the other thing. I'm hearing two names again that are, are are been popping up more and more. Um Josh Gad and Taika Waititi. And Okay. I am I am I am not, not sick of these names. I am surprised like do they know how to use technology and that's why they're there or are they just so available that they're like, "Okay, we're going to do this." Like, "Come on." And they're like, "Okay, you know, I'm in." You know, just to get my face out there. <laughs> You know, well, I I, th- I think it. Okay. Um. Well, Taika Waititi, obviously, he put a fresh spin on Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um. He's got that. She's produced. He did the movie What We Do in the Shadows, which I think is a great movie and even a better TV show. Um. He also has directed and starred the voice of the uh, bounty hunter robot in Mandalorian. Uh, he's directed he some Taika. Mandalorian episodes. What? He's directed Mandalorian episodes. Right. He's directed. Um, he, they also kind of. He, he might have a Star Wars movie. Might be writing and directing a Star Wars movie. So he's kind of right now. He's a hot ticket. He also just won an Oscar for Jojo Rabbit. You know, so his name's kind of, you know, 
he's in every his dicks in everyone's mouth in Hollywood. <laughs> no, just it's just amazing. Like like I keep hearing these, these you know because I I've, I've been watching the um. Uh, I've been watching on on uh, on Disney Plus the uh, it's, it's the gallery and they're talking about the episodes of um, not episodes but they're talking about the behind the scenes basically of the Mandalorian, Mandalorian. and I mean which if, is great it's insane if you have if you haven't seen that please watch that I'm talking to people out there because it, you know if you have Disney Plus because it was it, to watch the Mandalorian was was like jaw droppingly great. But then to see how it was done and you know how they talk about it, just it just was yeah, mind blowing. Yeah, I'm gonna say like if you're a fan of special effects, that episode on how they did it all behind the scenes is stunningly like I I sat there for like a half hour, my jaw slack on. I can't believe they pulled that shit off. Like, <laughs> uh, more like how they pulled that shit off. It's like wow, that's right. that's like that the technology that they used was like wow, really? That's how they did it, and just you know, um, so. Uh, yeah, it was, it's but uh, but I mean, the, see, to hear those names uh, over and over again. Um, well, it's well just... I'm going to say like, look, I, I, Josh Gad, is known for the voice of, um, what's his face Olaf. from, uh, uh, Olaf, Olaf from the Princess from the Princess Bride, <laughs> from <laughs> the oh Frozen movies, from Frozen. I don't know why I just had a mental brain fart, um, and. And he's, you know, he's also was um, in Beauty and the Beast. Um, but lately, he's been. When you have, when you're in a, stuck in a pandemic and you're stuck in the house, people try to do anything to keep their name or face relevant. Mm. You know, talked about it before. Relevancy is a hell of a drug. Um, now, I'm not saying he's horrible. I mean, I maybe a few years ago, I wasn't a big Josh Gad fan. I'm gonna. I'll be honest. I didn't. I thought Olaf. You hated Josh Gad. I did. I did. <laughs> and when I watched the behind-the-scenes stuff of Frozen, he just seemed to be tried to be just too friendly. I don't like people who come out the gate too friendly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. To me, I'm always like, eh, there's some. You got some deep dark secrets behind you. If you come out, hi, I'm gonna be your best friend forever. I. He's he's just you know. He, he's a little. He comes he comes in hot. Yeah. Is basically what I'm saying. Um, over the years, though, I've kind of realized I might have been a little rash to judgment there. Okay. Um, I don't mind him as much. The stuff I've seen, he was just in um, Artemis Fowl. Small part, but just as good. I thought he was really good in that. But lately, what he's been really doing is he's been getting... Uh, clearly, he's a fan of 80s movies. I guess if I had the ability to get people together the way he does, I probably would be doing this too. He, because of um, everyone being quarantined, he's actually been able to get people from old 80s movies, like he got the Goonies back together uh, for like a little retrospect talk about it. He got everyone from Back to the Future in it to talk about Back to the Future. Everybody. Yeah. Um, so he's been kind of on the hot streak lately um, for it. Uh, and I know that I think because of that, I mean, I know I don't think he was involved in it, but the, the guys from the Lord of the Rings got together to talk about it on, you know, it just seems to be like he was a good catalyst for all these like, hey, remember when you were a kid, how much we love this? I really love this. And I want to talk to these people because I got questions. Like, I think he even pitched a Goonies 2 movie to these guys, you know, <laughs> um, 
so I'm like, all right, that's probably the reason why you've heard his name so much because he's doing everything he can to make sure that people don't forget him because he can be he I would say in the realm of movies, um, he is the less abrasive Jack Black. You know, Jack Black Black comes at you hot, and he's goofy, and he's real wild, and he'll jump up and down and spin around and be like, woo, yeah, yeah, woo And then Josh Gad kind of goes like, hey, buddy, I'm your friend. I want to be your pal. Let's get coffee together. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like in a movie, they should do a Freaky Friday version with Josh Gad and Jack Black. And they just reverse roles. No, I want I want to see the movie with two of them together. I I really do. I really do. And by the way, uh, I I just was looking up. It's on YouTube actually. It's called um, uh, reun you re reunited apart is the the series that he's doing. Uh, okay. he's, he's got Fellers Bueller's Day Off, The Lord of the Rings, uh, Ghostbusters. Okay. All right. Okay. Back to the Future, Splash, The Goonies, are just a few of the uh, a few of these shows here that I'm I'm flipping through. I'm trying to find some other stuff here because they're thing the French Prince of Bel Air. Uh, they did. Um, I, I mean, like it, it legitimately is like for everything that you all those shows and movies that you spattered off. I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. And I give you like you lucky son of a bitch were able to get these people to, together. But again, a part of me is like, now's the perfect time. Who can say no? Everyone's stuck in their house. Right. You know, what you, you know, talk about a movie that I did like 30, 40 years ago. Sure. You know, like why sure, not? Like, you know, I got nothing else to do. Those, a lot of those shows and movies kind of cemented our, our teenage years or childhood to be like, I fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I loved, you know, and right now, what's Will Smith doing except doing nothing except sitting in his house? Sure, I got a half hour, an hour to kill, talking to everybody, you know, talk about my time on the show. Sure, why not? What else do I got to do? I, it's not like, I'm sure it's like, hey, you know, their agents are like, hey, you might want to do this show because no one's doing anything right now. you got to keep your name relevant and all that stuff. Not that Will Smith needs to do that, but I'm sure there's people out there who are like, yeah, I'll talk. Like the guy who plays um, Biff in Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what he's doing right now. So it'd be like, yeah, sure, it's probably beneficial for him to be part of this sit-down chat so that people recognize him still and know well, his name, he, remember he, his name. So he was not a show. He wasn't originally in a show in the last a couple seasons ago uh, uh, of um, Legends of Tomorrow. Right, yeah. He, he plays, what do you call it? I just, I just saw that episode. He plays um, one of the guy's father. Yes, Still, but I mean, again, like, yeah, you, you he's there, but I mean, uh, you figure, yeah, he's C- not doing anything. I mean, CW, so I mean, <laughs> right? Well, That's... CW's really good at pulling people back from the past to kind of put them in something to go, like... oh my god, I can't believe they got that guy because <laughs> they can get it for cheap. That's <laughs> let's, let's be realistic. I mean, when you see a star, you know, on a show like that, and you're like, oh my god, they're from this 80s movie or whatever, that's the reason is because. They, they, unfortunately, they got typecast or whatever, and casting agents didn't want them. They, you know, they either didn't try or they tried and they failed at getting a role in, 
in a new movie because they're typecast. Well, everybody will see you as, you know, Biff, you know, that kind of thing. And if you feel bad for the guy, but then all of a sudden, like, Legends of Samar, it's like, oh, my God, we got Biff. Like, this is going to be right. awesome, you know. Like, people are just going to watch it for the Back to the Future nostalgia, you know, like, <laughs> you know, because it's a time-traveling show. Like, like, how perfect is this? Sure. Yeah. Um, in fact, like, I, okay, I'm going to – there's been a couple – I think that move, that show or we caught um, – I watched the opening of season six of The Flash, and they actually use the Flash Gordon theme song at the end of the show, and Cisco is like, what are you I'm waiting for time? This is the perfect time to use this song. Like, <laughs> he's been sitting on that one for, like, for five years, and I was like, I got gotcha. you. I'm in. Like, and even I think um, – Legends of Tomorrow made me chuckle a bunch because they were talking about um, ratings and that they were surprised that they were still around and it had to do with the ratings board of the Time Travel Bureau but everyone knew that they were talking about television ratings and I chuckled the entire time like you got you smart ass writers yeah like they're just it's like we acknowledge the fact that we, you know, that we're surprised we're still around too because our ratings aren't great. Well, they were canceled at one point, right? Yeah, and they came you know, back. And then it's like he, I think even uh, what's his face uses that he throws in a, yeah, they like us. It's it's um it's he uses supernatural in a phrase, and you know that he's talking about the show, but it's 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 like this this double entendre, I guess you can kind of say. And I was like. You guys make me chuckle. <laughs> um, that's all I got. I mean, well, I mean, there is one more thing, more of a downer about Joel Schumacher passing away past, uh, I think, past week. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, as I got a, as a person who's a who is a huge fan of the Lost Boys, was kind of a bummer. Like shit, being home, lost a couple good ones this week. Yeah, yeah, there was there was some things I did I, I did get a I did get a meme and uh, I'm not gonna say from who but uh, I got a meme from somebody that said, you know, uh, um, uh, that uh, I can't think of his name now. <laughs> Are we talking about Joel Schumacher? <laughs> who played the Who played the? Oh my God. This, this is so terrible. The guy who plays Batman, he and Batman is Michael Keaton. Yes, my brain just my brain shuts down after a while. It's like, yeah, screw you. He said he would never play, he would never play Batman again if Joel Schumacher was still alive. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> 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 and then there's a picture of Michael Keaton dressed as Batman with a huge smile on his face. Right. Jeez. Oh, I'm sorry. I know it's sorry. terrible, but <laughs> you know you can't you can't always you can't always be down, especially this time of time of the year. Sure. Yeah. So I just thought, but yeah, it's it's a shame we lost some greats, and it's you know it's it's though it's the fact is is that. They were at a certain age where, you know, it wasn't like they were in tw- their 20s and you're like, oh, my God, no. you know, like no. how they die. <laughs> like, this is right. terrible. They, like, they were old. I mean, Ian Holm was, what, 88, I think. And yeah. Schumacher was up there. He's like, he was 80 or something. And I, I saw about Ian Holm. He he passed away from uh, Parkinson's. Yeah. And um, 
there was a nice thing. Peter Jackson wrote this nice little piece about it that, you know, like he technically retired from acting without telling anybody. And he, you know, he, the last stuff that he did was The Hobbit. Um, you know, the, the stuff that he did for the, Ho- the Hobbit movies. And he had Parkinson's back then, or he was, he was, I think it was Parkinson's or was it Alzheimer's? I think it was Parkinson's. Um, um, but they actually, between Peter Jackson, him, and they kind of figured out a way to work it out to be able to do it where he lived rather than have him fly out to New Zealand. Like, at first, it was like, I can't do it because I have this. I haven't told anybody, and technically, I'm retired. And then it was it became kind of like, oh, geez, I'm so sorry, and they're having dinner. And then they started It was Parkinson's disease. It was, okay. Um, they did start talking about, like, it became more of a problem. So I'm like, okay, well, if we could do it, how could we do it? And then it worked out, and he was like, you know, I think I can do that. And then that's how they were able to get him into the movies for The Hobbits, um, which I was like, uh, it was it was very nice. It was a heartwarming story that Peter Jackson told because there was a behind the scenes of when they were doing Lord of the Rings, and you know, if you get a chance, look it up because it talks about like you know the scene where Ian Holmes is having to talk to children and how to keep them you know entertained. It was it was it was sweet. You know, <clears throat> I forgot that he was in the very first Alien movie. He was the robot. Yeah, he was the end. It was. It, it, I when I saw the photos, I was like, holy crap, that's right, because I've seen him. In so many in so many things, it was like shit, you know. Yeah, I've seen there's 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 like so many movies like you 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 don't realize you know like you know like he was he was in um the Fifth Element, um right. you know he was in um uh I'm trying to think of other movies <laughs> from Hell. That, I mean that was right. a great flick. He was the he was the bad guy in From Hell, and you were going like you know like wow like you know, and he you know you 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 tend to think of those things and you go, wow, like, like there was, there was a lot of movies that he was like, and, and you don't think of like, like him and the, and that movie, but then now you're like, oh my God, like he was in this movie, and, you know, like he was in the, the man of kick George or, you know, Mal- uh, Frankenstein, he was in that movie and, you know, right. um, you know, he's a lot of Shakespeare stuff you know, He did th- a lot of those uh, movies. He was in Brazil, um, you know, uh, from like 85, um, trying to think of some other ones that uh, that he was in, but I mean, like there was a lot of, I mean, and like you know, just maybe to find even some of his movies. Chariots of Fire, he was in, you know, the old uh, right. nineteen eighty one uh, flick, um, Time Bandits, he was in, and it was another movie that I think now I'm looking at a list. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking up. I pulled up his uh, IMDb too. The, you know, he apparently was Skinner and Ratatouille. Yeah, so I mean, you know, there's. There's 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 a lot of movies, you know, especially the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings movies that you he was in that you go, you know, like that's the ones you think of. But then, you know, of course, there was there's a lot of other movies that he was in. But like, you know, you could there there was a there's a great body of work that he was in that, you know, he was a part of or, um, you know, right. some 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 leading roles and some supporting actors and all um, that, you know, you'd be like, you know, be remiss not to not to see him. So sure. Alright, well that's all I got, Ed. Do you have anything you'd like to add as well? Um I thought there was something, but I don't remember what it was, so it wasn't that important. So I'm gonna let it go and uh You can always write it down for next week. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that was a funny one. Yeah, you know, I I do try to bring the zingers. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.
All right. Well, uh, I think we should call it a show then. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you haven't already, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And, of course, if there's anything you haven't seen or heard or you've seen or heard out there that you want Ed and I to maybe have a comment on, you can send us an email. You can start by either going to Ed's email at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can go to Sean's email at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was 